0: Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is A Firm, Relying Trust. Let's pray. Father, we come today hungry and ready for your precious word. Teach us, Father, and we choose to obey you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, we're going to talk today about this topic, A Firm, Relying Trust. My friends, I want to ask us all this question today. Do we have a firm, relying trust in the Lord and the Word of God? I started thinking about this more today as the day progressed, as I witnessed to a nice, friendly waitress at a restaurant today. And I could really sense God's hand in it. First of all, the divine appointment, where we ended up at this particular restaurant, and then the Holy Spirit gave me the words to say. And I should not be surprised when God sets up these divine appointments as I pray that he does, and that their hearts will be open to Jesus. And this young lady said something to the effect that our conversation was meant to be. She knew there was something special about our conversation. I felt led to share one of my favorite sayings, that going to church no more makes us a Christian than sitting in a garage makes us an automobile. She said she attended a certain church but we talked about what Jesus said in John chapter 3. Let's go there today as we all decide, will we put a firm, relying trust in what Jesus said or what people say or what religion says? Now, John chapter 3 in the Amplified Bible, the new birth, verse 1. Now, there was a certain man among the Pharisees named Nicodemus a ruler, member of the Sanhedrin, among the Jews. Folks, Nicodemus was a very respected religious leader of his time. In today's times, he would be on the news networks telling people about God as kind of an expert. Two, who came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi or teacher, we know without any doubt that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs these wonders, these attesting miracles that you do unless God is with him. My friends, even though Nicodemus was very full of religious tradition, he was wise enough and open enough to know there was something very special about Jesus, and he wanted to know more. Three, Jesus answered him, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless a person is born again, Reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified, he cannot ever see and experience the kingdom of God. Folks, if Jesus had gotten on the news talk shows today and said that, he would be called a racist, a bigot, prejudiced, unloving, and every other evil thing. And so will you and I as we share the truth of the gospel in these last of the last days. Now verse 4. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born again when he is old? He cannot enter his mother's womb a second time and be born, can he? My friends, Nicodemus had the same problem that people do today, walking in the flesh, trying to figure out supernatural things by natural fleshly things, walking by sight and not by faith or a firm, relying trust in God. 5. Jesus answered, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot ever enter the kingdom of God. Folks, if we truly follow Jesus, we should be sharing this truth wherever we go that you have to be born again, born of the Spirit, to go to heaven. Verse 6 That which is born of the flesh is flesh, the physical is merely physical and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Seven, do not be surprised that I've told you you must be born again, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified. My friends, Jesus had to repeat it again, that we must be born again to go to heaven. Eight, the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear it sound, but you do not know where it is coming from and where it is going. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nine, Nicodemus said to him, how can these things be possible? Folks, more doubt from Nicodemus because Jesus' teachings did not line up with Nicodemus' religious education classes. And as I found out when I was doing senior home ministry, most people confess their denomination as Lord and Savior more than they do Jesus, the one that died for them at the cross of Calvary. 10. Jesus replied, You are the great and well known teacher of Israel, and yet you do not know or understand these things from Scripture. My friends, this is a great reminder for today. Nicodemus was a great and well known teacher, and he didn't know how to get to heaven or help people get to heaven. That applies to many well known religious leaders today. We can get 10 college degrees in religion and still not know Jesus and have a personal relationship with him by being born again. When I got saved in 1994, the person I knew at the time as the most religious person had no idea what I was even talking about when I told him I got saved. You can't share with others what you've never received yourself. Eleven, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, we speak only of what we absolutely know and testify about what we have actually seen as eyewitnesses, and still you reject our evidence and do not accept our testimony. Twelve, if I told you earthly things, that is, things that happen right here on earth, and you do not believe, how will you believe and trust me if I tell you heavenly things? Folks, Nicodemus, like many today, was looking at Jesus, the Word of God, through his religious glasses, modifying everything to match what he already had been taught, right or wrong. Thirteen, no one has gone up into heaven, but there is one who came down from heaven, the Son of Man himself, whose home is in heaven. Fourteen, just as Moses lifted up the bronze serpent in the desert on a pole, So must the Son of Man be lifted up on the cross. My friends, Jesus was telling Nicodemus that he would die on the cross and save people from their sins. So who would receive this free gift? Verses 15 and 16. 15, so that whoever believes will in him have eternal life after physical death and will actually live forever. 16, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that He even gave His one and only begotten Son so that whoever believes and trusts in Him as Savior shall not perish but have eternal life. Folks, whoever believes and trusts in Jesus as Lord and Savior shall not perish but have heaven forever. Notice that Jesus did not say, If you go to this certain church, or if you do these certain religious rituals, and so on. No, it is for whoever believes and trusts in Jesus as Lord and Savior. That is basically what I shared with this young lady today at the restaurant, and she knew that our conversation was meant to be. Now, verse 17, For God did not send the Son into the world to judge and condemn the world, that is, to initiate the final judgment of the world, but that the world might be saved through him. 18, whoever believes and has decided to trust in him as personal Savior and Lord is not judged, for there is one, there is no judgment, no rejection, no condemnation, but the one who does not believe and has decided to reject him as personal Savior and Lord is judged already. That one has been convicted and sentenced because he has not believed and trusted in the name of the one and only begotten Son of God, the one who is truly unique, the only one of his kind, the one who alone can save him. My friends, Jesus alone can save us. And all we have to do is put a firm, relying trust in him as our personal Savior and Lord. 19. This is the judgment, that is, the cause for indictment, the test by which people are judged, the basis for their sentence. The light has come into the world, and people love darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. Folks, sadly, this is the majority of the world today. Jesus, the light, has come, but they love darkness rather than the light, and their deeds are evil. Twenty- For every wrongdoer hates the light and does not come to the light, but shrinks from it for fear that his sinful, worthless activities will be exposed and condemned. 21. But whoever practices truth and does what is right morally, ethically, spiritually, comes to the light so that his works may be plainly shown to be what they are, accomplished in God, divinely prompted done with God's help in dependence on him. Folks, don't worry about what the world thinks about you. We need to follow God and his way with complete dependence on him, a firm, relying trust in him. Closing today, Matthew 21:21, 21, 21 in the Amplified Classic Bible. And Jesus answered them, Truly I say to you, if you have faith, A firm, relying trust. And do not doubt you will not only do what has been done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, it will be done. Folks, faith in Jesus is having a firm, relying trust in Him. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful. We choose to have a firm, relying trust in You not to be a doubter, to be a believer, Father. Thank you for helping us. Thank you when we miss you, Father. Thank you for your mercy and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.